SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Warning. The following program contains shocking content that may give you a better or worse than pessimistic hope on anything you like. Viewer and listener discretion is advised. Even though they're playing with a bunch of veterans that realistically, like I said, aren't very good, have they done enough really to win over the free agent for next year? Now, that's really what it's all about. It's, it's not about this year for the Knicks. It's about the next year for them. If you're a Knicks fan, that's basically what you have to do. It's Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel. Opposite. Welcome to Opposite Picks right here on Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM Channel 204 and your local radio affiliate all around the nation on this Tuesday, May 11th. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in for the next two glorious hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls, little YouTube chat as well right here on an Opposite Picks Tuesday. Well, Tebow time means over in Jacksonville. Brown out in Boston. LeBron is back in L.A. The best and worst of Russell Westbrook last night. Uh, and the challenge is set. Here comes the real Mike Trout. Have roids, have an excuse. Walton is Fox guy. Another blow for cryptocurrency. Uh, bad beat watch continues in the NBA. And, of course, another edition of Opposite Picks. We'll get to all those stories. Push your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here on a Tuesday, uh, May 11th. What's up, LLs? How are you on this uh, Tuesday morning? Fine update we had there. Did we get any scores at all? No, I don't think we had one. All we got was a story about how they signed someone, but they really did sign someone. Which one is it? Was it signed or is it not signed? Ah, yes, Tim Tebow is back, perhaps, in the NFL. Bet the over on Jacksonville right now. I don't care what it is, where it is, why it is, or how it is, but Tim Tebow... If, in fact, he is really signed by Jacksonville, we'll turn that team into a winner. That's right. Not not Trevor Lawrence, not Urban Meyer, not this guy, not that guy. Our guy, Tim Tebow, uh, one of the future presidents of the United States. That's right. You heard it here first. You know, 15 years from now when he runs for president and, and he will win in a landslide, he will find there will be somebody six and a half. They weren't six and a half yesterday. I'm telling you, Jacksonville is six and a half. Wow. I think they were six yesterday. I wish I would have written it down. I I think they moved a half a win with the Tebow supposed announcement signing. I really do. I don't remember them being six and a half. You know, when we were running some of these down, we didn't go through all of them, but I remember looking at Jacksonville and thinking, okay, what's the worst team in the NFL? You know, what what is their total? And I looked at Houston, and uh, they were four. And I remember looking at Jacksonville, and I don't remember six and a half. I don't remember thinking this team's got to go seven and nine because are they really going to be a seven and nine football team? Actually, seven and ten football team. It was seventeen games. Probably not. I'm pretty sure that was six. Well, they moved that a half a win for one guy <coughs> who doesn't even figure to play. That's how inspirational Tim Tebow is. Uh, that's the greatest news the NFL could ever have. And you know what? Any kind of luck. Trevor Lawrence gets hurt, and there will be our guy, Tim Tebow, back at quarterback like he should have been for all these years. 
Instead, he got uh, blackballed out of the NFL. What a shame. So it took Urban Meyer to do that. How about that? All right, opposite picks just getting underway. Hour number one right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Yours truly sitting in, as we always do, Monday through Friday, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, we had a abbreviated schedule last night in baseball. Got a uh, you know, decent number of games in the NBA and uh, a full slate of NHL games. Got a couple of teams clinching spots. Uh, seeds, not necessarily playoff spots, but seeds. So we'll get into all that stuff. We got some more football news to get to, and uh, we'll check out a couple of other things, as we always do, including our uh, opposite picks. I've had many people say, you know, why do I do it hour number two? And really no particular reason, to tell you the truth. But we probably, probably should, uh, instead of burying the lead, we should probably lead off with, uh, what we did yesterday. So that's what we're going to do, uh, you know, for basically from now on before we get into it. A little opposite picks, hence the name of the show. So yesterday we had five plays. We had uh, the Houston Rockets uh, plus 13. That's our bad beat watch. So I'm just going to leave that alone for now. Uh, we had uh, Washington plus six, and that line went up to eight. But you know what? No matter. Washington had a chance to win. Uh, Atlanta does not cover the six, so that was the opposite pick. They love Washington with or without Bradley Beal. Uh, that was a that was a loser. San Antonio was getting seven and a half. Well, Spurs, how, how do you figure that game? Spurs have lost six of seven. Their coach is crying. He looks like a mountain man. He, they showed no interest whatsoever over the last two weeks of trying to get into one of these playing spots. You know, they're barely clinging to a number 10 spot in the West, and yet the Milwaukee Bucks, who are, you know, trying to play good ball, they have won five in a row up until last night, trying for the number two, if they're not the number one spot in the East, and San Antonio blows them out in a ridiculous score. Wow. So they win outright. Forget about the seven and a half. They, they win by basically 20 points. NHL, we got a little lucky because I can only give you what FanDuel has. I, I try and use the FanDuel lines whenever possible. Sometimes they don't have their lines up and I'll go elsewhere, but for the most part, I'll check FanDuel. And yesterday they did have six for New Jersey and Philadelphia. Um, you know, more times than not, it's been six and a half for the Flyers. I don't know why they had six, but they did, and it ended up being a 4-2 final, so we got a push on that, whether you took the over or the under. And then in baseball, we had uh, Baltimore as the opposite pick, plus 120 against the Red Sox. The Bo Sox going for the sweep. You know, they were 12-4 and four on the road. Orioles just 4-13, and 13 and ah, now the Orioles won. So if you went opposite, you won on that one. So not a bad day. Three winners for sure. And I'll let you know what happened with that uh, Houston Rockets game when we come back with our bad beat watch. Just getting it away, hour number one. Opposite picks on Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Russ, 10 on the shot clock. Bertans gets it off and banks it in. Oh, you believe that? He's not bashful. I mean, he's, gonna, he's letting it fly. He's going to shoot it. Bogdanovich out on the big. Beyond that three-point line, now it's Burton switched against Trey, hits the brakes, puts it up, and it rolls in. Russ hits the three. The, the pick and roll lob. Yeah. 
and said, Trey, you're going to have to just beat us that way. And this is what he used to do every time. Blows right past everybody. Russell Westbrook, tough shot that rolls in. He's tough. complaining for no call on the foul. And the it's a one-point game. Russell letting him play. Time, John goes in and turns it over. Seven seconds, six. Wizards can win it. Russell Westbrook puts it up. No good. Trey's got it. And the Hawks hang on to win. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, uh, Atlanta Hawks Radio Network with the call. Hour number one. Opposite picks out of Tuesday just getting underway. You got the best, the worst, and the worst of the NBA in that Atlanta Hawks-Washington Wizards game all wrapped up into one. You, you really did. Uh, you got the best in that it was a competitive game, and Westbrook gets another triple-double. He breaks the all-time record. It was a you know foregone conclusion, obviously. Passes Oscar Robertson. Uh, he has just been a triple-double machine. Uh, this is his 18th triple-double now in his last 21 games. FanDuel, as we pointed out yesterday, finally, finally, finally. I'm curious to see what they post. I don't know if it was just because he was going to set the record, uh, but they posted his odds uh, on FanDuel as minus 550 for a triple-double. It had been over this course Basically, minus 150, 170, you know, minus 2 to 1. I think I saw minus 210 at one point. But it was generally under minus 2 to 1 to lay on something that has happened, you know, a gazillion times. 18 of his last 21 and now 22 of his last 26 games. I mean, he's a triple-double machine. And Goofy Fanduel was making it basically a pick-and-play. I mean, it was you'll never find an easier bet than a uh, Russell Westbrook triple-double with those kind of odds, right? So you got the best out of the NBA. Competitive game goes down to the wire. How is it the worst? Well, you got the worst because one of the, the next-to-last highlight you heard there Westbrook drives the lane, and he gets bumped. You know, we're talking about, you know, 15 seconds left, uh, 18, whatever it was, 20 seconds left, and he hits the shot, and there was no foul called. Now, you would think a guy with his stature late in the game would get the foul and the bucket, and they'd have a chance to tie the game, him going to the free throw line, and they didn't call it. And it was a foul. I mean, I'm not big on fouls and ripping refs. Well, I am big on ripping refs, but uh, I'm big on having right calls be made. And that was not the right call. That was a foul. The guy bumped into him when he jumped up, and uh, he should have gone to the free throw line to tie the game. Instead, uh, you know, they got the ball, or Atlanta got the ball. Washington eventually gets the ball with a chance to win. Uh, yeah, because that came with about 30 seconds left. And then Atlanta had to take one more shot. Uh, they turned the ball over. Westbrook comes down. And this is where you got the worst of Russell Westbrook. So you got the, the best of Russ. You got the worst of the officials. You got the best of the NBA that was a competitive game. You got the worst that was a high-scoring game, ridiculously high-scoring. And then you got the and then you got Russell Westbrook. You know, then you got Westbrook showing you why he's never and probably never will win an NBA championship because with six seconds left, Scott Brooks decides the, to let them play it out, even though he has a timeout, which. You know, I, I'm not. I, I like calling a timeout myself as a coach. You know, former All Star, World uh, Class, uh, fifth, sixth grade girls basketball uh, CYO coach. I call timeouts in that spot because I'm confident I have a play designed with six, seven seconds left that I can make sure I can get my guy the basketball, especially down only one, not down three. So I call a timeout there. Scott Brooks of Washington doesn't. He says, "Eh, I'm not coaching. What are you kidding me? Go ahead, Russ. Do whatever you want to do. What the fudge? What do I care?" 
So Westbrook, in typical Westbrook fashion, one on four. Drives the right side of the court. He's one on four. He's got plenty of time. He's got about three seconds, three and a half seconds left. He's got a guy cutting, trailing the play, who's going to be wide, 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 wide open in the center of the court. I don't know who it was. And Westbrook takes a three instead. God bless Westbrook. I'm a Westbrook fan, but he can't hit the broad side of the barn from threes. And he clunked it. Ball game over. Washington loses 125-124. So the head coach is uh, not smart enough to call a timeout. Westbrook, I won't say he's too selfish because you can't say that when a guy's got 21 assists, but it just it wasn't smart basketball. I don't expect him to call a timeout in that spot, but you know, you got to see if, if you're the greatest, uh, you know, basketball player ever, if you're setting triple double records, you got to know your court. You, you got to look all around. You got to, you know, see your trailer coming. And he would have, now he wouldn't have had a layup, but he would have had a jumper probably from the free throw line, a wide open jumper. Instead, Westbrook takes this uh, three, no good, and the Wizards lose. Westbrook grabs the basketball afterwards. I don't have a problem with that. I don't know if some people do or not, but he does pass Oscar Robertson for the most triple doubles. Finishes with 28 points, 13 rebounds, and 21 assists. So they win the battle, but they do lose the war. Uh, so they cover the spread, if that matters any, but that was a game they could have won. Uh, they really could have won that one. And now that keeps the Chicago Bulls within striking distance. Bulls are th- uh, 29 and 39. They have won two in a row, or three in a row, rather, so they're playing a little bit better basketball. And it's hard to imagine this Wizards team not even getting into the play-in, but they might not. They were so bad for so long that even this stretch now where they're 13-4 and four, still has them five games under five. Man, they were just putrid. They, they were just awful to start the first half of this season. And uh, now they're sitting in the number 10 spot. And uh, it's a two-game lead in the loss column, two and a half, because they got one more win than Chicago. But, you know, they really could have basically buried the Bulls last night. That loss keeps Chicago in it. And Chicago, who do they play today? Uh, somebody halfway decent, I think. Um, I forget who it is. I'll check here in a second. But it, do- it does keep the Bulls within striking distance. So Washington had a chance to really kind of clinch things. Bradley Beal was out. Uh, did not play, is not expected to play. It might very well be out for the rest of the season. So uh, Bulls play, oh, the Nets tonight. So a tough spot for the Chicago uh, Bulls tonight. But that that's uh, that's Russell Westbrook, you know. He's going to get his triple-double, but when it comes to crunch time, he'll never go down as one of the greatest shooters of all time, I'll, I'll tell you that. So tough, tough, tough loss for the Washington Wizards, but uh, Westbrook in the process uh, sets the all-time record, passes Oscar, 182. Uh, Memphis does clinch a uh, spot in that play-in game, birth, that play, whatever you want to, it's not playoffs, but play-in tournament, I, I suppose. I, I don't quite get why uh, the Pelicans were 10-point underdogs yesterday, but then you find out that uh, Zion wasn't playing. And Ingram wasn't playing. And then it's like, oh, okay, now I get why they're 10-point dogs. But we, we've seen this a thousand times with these star players miss. And uh, the other guys are able to rise up. Pelicans had a chance. Turning point in the game, three minutes or so left in that game. Pelicans down four with the basketball. They had cut a 10-point lead to four. Chance to cut it to two. They turned the ball over. 
Don't even take a shot. And the guy had a wide open layup. It's 2021 basketball. Has a wide open layup. Instead of taking the shot, he dishes it out to three. They turn the ball over. Memphis gets it, and it's a breakaway foul on the New Orleans. Guy hits a free throw. They make a bucket after that, and all of a sudden, the game that could have been a two-point game is back up to a seven-point game, and, and for all intents and purposes, that was your ball game. Uh, Pelicans do cover. They lose 115-110, to 110, but uh, there was a chance there for the world to, to steal that game. That would have been a huge, huge game for them. That pretty much puts a fork in the Pelicans' chances now of getting in one of the play-in games. Spurs win a big win last night over Milwaukee, are 33-35, and 35, and the Pelicans are 31-38. and 38. They would have to win all three of their remaining games, and then the Spurs would have to lose uh, their remaining three, and then they would win the tiebreaker. That, that's not happening. So uh, the uh, teams are basically set uh, in the West. Now it's just a matter of seedings. All right, bad beat watch. We got two of them in the NBA. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll run down those two games and see how they turned out. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning, Sports Grid Radio, Series XM 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Just a good old boy Never meaning no harm Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Ah, welcome back. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning, 25 past the hour. Yours truly, Scott Wetzel, sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Poll question time. Yesterday, we had uh, who's the most surprising start to the baseball season? Our beloved Red Sox at uh, 22 and now 14. Uh, led the way with 44.5% of the vote. Dodgers uh, on the other end of the surprise, obviously, at 43.5%. Twinkies at 6.5%. And the proverbial other getting 5% of the vote. Today, we posted a pretty good one, as we always do. A little popcorn radio. Uh, which guy is the biggest slime of his particular sport? With the Bob Baffert news out there, with the Kentucky Derby winner apparently cheating, uh, we got Alex Royd Rodriguez in baseball, obviously, Bob Baffert in horse racing, Tim Donahue in NBA, the referee who is gambling. Uh, you can determine whether he's fixing games or not. He swore no. I doubt that very much, but uh, then the proverbial other. So uh, who's the biggest slime in his respective sport? Uh, A-Royd, Bob Baffert, and uh, Tim Donahue uh, or other. Go to your opposite picks feed, get your vote in. And uh, we'll update that a couple times before we are through. Yeah, that horse race, what a joke, right? There's Baffert yesterday. Well, I tell you what, you know, one thing, nothing is more consistent with Reuters than excuses. There's there's barely a one that actually says, yeah, yeah, I cheated. You got me. You know, what can I tell you? You know, it's a dirty sport. Horse racing is dirty. You know, 90% of all the uh, horses are all, you know, filled with roids. So what's the difference? I was just dubbing up to get caught. You know, the old Watergate thing. We all did it, but uh, Nixon was just dubbing up to get caught. You know, I, I want to hear a trainer just say that Baffert's had 29 courses, according to one story I read. 29. Not two or three. Yeah, one, two, 
29 horses that have failed drug tests. I mean, the, the guy is the Alex Rodriguez of horse race, and, and he's going to go down, you know, kind of like Aroid is one of the greatest, if not the greatest trainer in all of all time in horse racing, right? But, you know, he's eating contaminated food. He's sitting on contaminated hay. He's doing, they got every excuse in the world. You know, I didn't. I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know how this could happen. You know, we're going to do an investigation on that. You know, all the same things every druggie in the world says when it comes to steroids. Saying I don't know how it got into my system. Well, you can just hear every single baseball Reuter say the same thing. I don't know how it got there. I don't know. I made a mistake. I took something over the counter. Uh, it, it's all excuse. You, you know what? You're, you're sticking needles in your horse's ass. That, that's the bottom line. So you've been popped before, you'll be popped again. You just have to try and different find different ways to, to circumvent the rules. That that's all. The dirtier than dirt in my eyes. I don't and I don't follow it like religiously, but I know enough about it. You know, these horses are probably all drugged up, but you wonder why they can run so fast and so long and go through all the training. You know, uh, there's probably a gazillion other drugs that are in their system. What a joke. They're like, oh, I don't know. He made he ate, ate tainted hay. <laughs> okay, sure. Sure. You're feeding, uh, you know, multi-million dollar horses just, you know, hey, you picked up at uh, Home Depot. Okay. Uh, so our bad beat watch. Anyway, let's go back to the NBA. Got a couple of games that went down to the wire. And as you know, sometimes, <coughs> excuse me, sometimes they turn out to be winners. Sometimes they turn out to be losers. Let us find out. Indiana last night laying nine and a half at Cleveland, right? And nobody in their right mind is putting American money on the cadavers. So we have to assume if you played that game, you're playing Indiana, right? Pacers fighting for a playoff spot. Uh, Cleveland trying to get one of the worst records. You know, the top four uh, are the key numbers now in the NBA as far as worst records are concerned with ping pong balls and everything else with the draft lottery. So definitely one team wants to win. Another team wants to lose. So you have to be nuts uh, to bet Cleveland last night. So nine and a half is the number. Let's fast forward to uh, due to time constraints. And we have six minutes left, and it's 91-91. And uh, I'm thinking, you know what, forget about uh, covering the spread. This is no dopey Pacer team might not even win. Boy, you talk about a bad loss. This could be just a brutal loss for Indiana. So uh, five minutes and 45 seconds left. They take a one-point lead. Fast forward, uh, four minutes and 47 seconds left after a couple of free throws. It's up to three. Sabonis makes a layup after a miss uh, Cleveland shot, and now it's up to five with four and a half left. Now, all of a sudden, forget about winning. Now we're back in the ball game. We may get the cover here. Who knows? We have a uh, Kellen Martin three-pointer for Indiana. It's up to eight with four minutes and ten seconds left. Two-minute span. We built an eight-point lead. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Dean Wade, no relation to Dean Wormer, uh, makes a three-pointer for the Cadavers. It's back to five. We got a, a three-pointer for Indiana to push it back to eight with three minutes left. No scoring for a minute. We go down to a minute 44. Pacers. Kayla Kalan. Kaylin, I don't know how you pronounce it. Martin makes another layup for Indiana. Beautiful. It's up to 10 with a minute 44 left. We're over the Magic Mason-Dixon line. Uh, then Karis Levert decides to take charge for Indiana. He commits a foul. Two free throws. Cut the lead to eight. Good old Karis Levert misses a jumper. 
Give the ball back to Cleveland. Dean Wormer makes a three-pointer. It's down to five. Ugh, with 59 seconds left, we're cooked. Laying nine and a half. We got no shot. T.J. McConnell, though, hits a two-pointer. It's up to seven with 42 seconds left. We need a little bit of luck here. We got a uh, coach's challenge on a charge. As it turns out, the charge uh, stays, and uh, Colin Sexton makes just one of, uh, check that, uh, why did he get three free throws? Oh, he missed the rebound. Oh, geez. He makes the first free throw, misses the second. They get the rebound. No, they made a third. I don't know why he had three free throws on that, but he did for some dopey reason. And now it's down to five with 33 seconds left. Holiday gets fouled. They foul him. It's up to seven. 109, 102, 24 seconds left. We need something goofy to happen. We need a turnover. We need some technical fouls. You know, where, where's that team that had the five technical fouls the other day? Dean Wade misses. Dean Wormer misses a 31-footer. Rebound Pacers. Are we going to foul, boys? Are we going to foul? It's seven. We're down to 15, 14, 13, 12 seconds left. They foul. Sabonis hits two free throws to make it a nine-point game, 12 seconds left. One last chance. Maybe Cleveland takes a shot. They miss and they foul. Could they be dumb enough to foul in the final seconds? Down nine. Sexton takes a shot. No good. Rebound Pacers. Five, four, foul, foul, three, two, foul, one. No foul. 111-102. They win by nine, laying nine and a half. Fudge. Loser number one. Point zero. Ah, All right, let's go to game number two. Portland laying 12. We got it early yesterday. Went all the way up to 15. We got it at 12. Cha-ching, cha-ching against god-awful Houston. The Rockets, who actually covered their last two games. No way in the world they cover three games in a row, right? Not the Rockets who have won five games in the last four months. Basically, literally. All right, uh, let's go uh, midway through the fourth quarter here. Uh, Six-minute mark, 558 to be exact. Uh, Portland's up 15. Okay, not too bad. Back and forth they go, exchanging buckets. It's still 15 with four and a half minutes left. Uh, Layup Nurkic, it's up to 17 with four minutes left. Uh, Augustine makes one or two free throws, actually a couple of free throws. Um, the play-by-play must be off on that because there's another guy that got three free throws. Uh, there must have been a lane violation. Um, so it's down to 15, but that's okay. Two and a half minutes left. It's at 17. Looking pretty good. We're only laying 12. We got a couple of buckets to give. Two minutes left. What's going to happen? Right now, the Rockets. The Rockets are giving up, right? Uh, it's up to 17 with a minute 48 left. Cameron Oliver hits a three-pointer for the Rockets to cut it to 14 with a minute 39 left. All right, we still got a bucket to give. And uh, Kenyon Martin misses a layup. Ugh. Rockets ball. There's Armani Brooks hitting a three-pointer. It's down to 11 with a minute four left. We're at the mercy of a, uh, oh, by the way, minute. We got to get one bucket, right? One bucket. We got two possessions. First possession for Portland, up 11, miss a shot. Rockets, though, miss a shot. One last possession, 40 seconds left. 
Blevins with offensive goaltending with 29 seconds left. Who's calling offensive goaltending in an 11-point game with less than 30 seconds left? Bucket is waved off. No good. Ugh. Rockets misses shots. Portland gets the rebound with 10 seconds left. They dribble out the clock, and they win by 11. Unbelievable. Thanks to an offensive goaltending with 29 seconds left. What referee is calling that in a, in a double-digit 11-point game? Oh, he must have had the Rockets. Unbelievable. We had a 17-point lead with under two minutes left, and they can't cover 12. They win by 11. 140-129. Mm, mm. 0 for 2 on our bad beat watch. Well, you just can't win. The Rockets have actually covered three in a row. I don't think they've covered three in a row all year. They got to pick now to cover three in a row. Just can't win. Just can't beat the boys in Vegas. All right, we'll check out the rest of the NBA, some baseball, some hockey, all coming up next. Opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Clarkson again. Face up on Bazemore. He'll launch the three and cash it in. Jordan Clarkson with 41. Curry for the lead. Rattled it out. Looney will track it down. Steph one more time for the advantage. Good! If at first you don't succeed, you know what they say. Clarkson, Gobert, Bogdanovich, and Royce O'Neal. So here's Clarkson against Wiggins. Down the lane to flip it up and out. Rebound, Draymond, he called timeout. Curry gives the Warriors a three-point lead. So Ingles is the inbounder. They get it to Clarkson. He gets a three off. Top of the backboard. Still loose. And out of bounds to the Warriors. And there's only a tenth left anyway. For this one, they can. There you go. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Yeah, Warriors Radio Network there with the call. Uh, as uh, they do win. Let me just check on something real. I forget who we had. Oh, we had the Westward triple-double. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say thank goodness for uh, Draymond Green because I, I, I guess I understand why he did it. If you were watching the game, you followed along there. You heard uh, him get a rebound there late and then call a timeout. Warriors were actually up one at that point after the Utah miss, and no one was really around him. So it's like, what are you calling a timeout for? You know, I mean, take a couple of seconds off the clock. You know, why would you call a timeout? That would allow Utah to foul right away after a timeout. And then even if you hit both free throws, you know, they're going to have a solid six seconds left. Whereas if Draymond, you know, dribbles a little bit and, like it says, burns a couple of uh, seconds before then maybe calling a timeout, um, you know, that that would be uh, better, you know, strategic-wise. But I, I, I guess you could say it's because he can't hit the broad side of a barn and he was worried about getting fouled, even though there was no one around him. I, I, I suppose that was it. 
But uh, what it did do, though, regardless, is it allowed Steph Curry to go over his point total. Very nice, Draymond. Very nice. And I failed to mention this yesterday because we were automatically doing uh, Russell Westbrook in our pyramid of plays of props uh, with the triple-double. And I said, even if it's minus 550, you have to do it. But uh, Steph Curry has come out and said he wants to win the MV- the uh, point-scoring uh, championship. He's battling Bradley Beal, who doesn't figure to play anymore. He's percentage points ahead of him. And uh, it, they're at 35, so he needs to score 36-plus points every single night. When you get a guy that tells the world he wants to win that scoring title, you know, whether it's a blowout or not, he's staying in the game. He's going to get his points, you know, late in the game when they're up 10. Maybe he defers, not when he's trying to get 40 points every single night. So that is an extra little advantage on Steph Curry. Now, again, his totals are big. They were 35 and a half yesterday, right? He's at 31 with 20 seconds left. You're cooked. Makes a three-pointer, as you heard there in the replay highlights, uh, to make it 116 or 117, 116. So now he's uh, two shy or one shy of uh, he's at 34. Because Draymond calls a timeout, they inbound the basketball to who? Of course, Steph Curry. He makes both free throws. He's a 90 plus percent free throw shooter uh, with five seconds left. And uh, he goes over his total by a half a point, 36. How about that? <laughs> How great is that? Cha-ching, cha-ching. But the Warriors do win 119-116 as uh, Clarkston misses a uh, turnaround uh, three-pointer uh, three, uh, at the buzzer uh, that would have sent the game to overtime. But uh, not he had a monster game for Utah, which is still uh, 41 points for him, 36 for Steph, uh, and the Warriors win by three. Uh, Portland beat up the Rockets, as we told you, 141-29. Spurs 146-125 over the Bucs. What a joke. By the way, in that Portland game, which they failed to cover, they scored 50 points in the first quarter. They had a 50-33 lead after one. I'm telling you, even laying those big numbers, I would much rather have that be a close game at halftime than I would a blowout. Blowout, once they get to halftime, that's it. They call off the dogs. They coast a little bit, and they allow it to happen. What happened? You know, they get the backdoor cover. Close game. The starters for Portland, in this case, you know, are taking things more seriously. They're being read the riot act at halftime. They come out flying third, fourth quarter, and they win big. I would much rather have like a five, six, seven point lead than I would a 15, 16 point lead. Believe it or not. You know, I know it sounds crazy, but I would. I've, I've seen it happen many, many times. Many more times where that team gets the backdoor cover um, versus holding on to win. Grizzlies beat the Pelicans 115-110. Well, yeah, so the Spurs uh, all, all over the Bucs. What an embarrassing performance by Milwaukee, 146-125 in regulation. I mean, 100 and 271 points. The The Bucs gave up 40, uh, excuse me, 87 points at half by halftime. It was 87 to 64. Are you kidding? 87 points and a half for a team that thinks they can win the NBA championship? What a joke. Uh, I tell you, the NBA is almost unwatchable. Uh, Pacers win. Grizzlies win by five. And the Hawks win, as we outlined earlier, by one. So standings real quickly in the NBA. Um, One through eight. uh, Forget about that. But we'll go nine, 10, 11, which is the most important thing right now. 
you got Indiana in the East at nine. You got Washington at 32 and 37 at 10. And there lurk the Bulls at 29 and 39, two and a half games back, still within striking distance. But uh, they got Brooklyn tonight. They have won three in a row. They need to come up with some miracle win. Otherwise, uh, the Wiz are getting in. In the West, things pretty much settled in now. Memphis with its win over New Orleans clinches a play-in game for them. Spurs all but clinch. Uh, they have a three-game lead with three left over the Pelicans. So barring a three-for-three three swap, uh, they're going to get in. So now it's a matter of what who gets what. Golden State leads Memphis. By a half a game, 36-33 versus 35-33 for the eighth spot. And that's big because that means you, even though you take on the Lakers at this point in the first uh, playing game, you could lose that and still take on the uh, winner of the second one. So you got two uh, two bullets there. You, so you'd much rather have that than you would uh, the other way around because the other way around you got to win twice, uh, assuming the uh, – yeah, you got to win twice to, in order to uh, to win. And you may have to go through the Lakers. So if you're Memphis and Golden State, you know, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to face the Lakers to get in. So you'd much rather face them in the first play-in game, if that all makes sense. A little confusing, but uh, but not really. Lakers with a big game against the Knicks uh, later on tonight. Uh, baseball, yeah, only, uh, what, five, six games, and one of them was uh, rained out yesterday, uh, San Diego. San Diego, oddly enough, not not at home, but uh, they've had a couple of uh, games already uh, postponed this year against Colorado. Uh, I don't know if that was snow or rain. This time of the year, you never can tell. Uh, Cincinnati beat up uh, Pittsburgh 14-1. to Our beloved Red Sox lost to Baltimore 4-1. They were going for the sweep, couldn't get it. Diamondbacks 5-2 over the uh, the Fish. Uh, Giants beat the Rangers 3-1, to and it was the Angels 5-4 over the Astros. And, oh, by the way, our boy Mike Trout... 0 for 3 yesterday. All right, one game, so what? Well, we're going to start a Mike Trout watch because you know how I feel about Mike Trout. Probably the most overrated player in the history of sports, not just baseball, but in sports. Since the announcement that the Angels were going to uh, cut ties with Albert Pujols, basically handing the team over to Trout, basically begging Trout to be the man, carry the club, be the face of the franchise as he basically is anyway, but actually do it on the field, really earn your $35, $45 million, uh, earn all the hype and praise and props that you get. Since that announcement, Mr. Baseball, you know, the greatest thing in the history of mankind, according to you geeks out there, three for 16 with one RBI. And I won't, I won't even include the 0 for 2 he had the game before. So, realistically, he's 3 for 18 with one RBI his last week of baseball. I bring it up because Trout's turning into Mike Trout, the real Mike Trout, a little early this year. Uh, you know, normally he falls apart and disappears in June and July, you know, lets the Angels fall out of contention, and then he resurrects himself in August and September when they're playing meaningless baseball. So he's great, meaningless baseball in April and May, generally speaking. Disappears in June, July when teams really kind of, you know, assert themselves and uh, and then turns around and plays good ball in, like I said, uh, late August and September. Uh, This year, he's going to go uh, do us a little favor. He's going to disappear in May. Three for 16, one stinking RBI, no home runs, one double. Now it's early, 
It's only four or five games, but I'm not going to do this, you know, uh, 10 games in. I'm going to I'm going to tell you now that he's going to start to choke. That 365 batting average before long will be about 300. You wait and see. Last night, 0 for 3. Walked a couple of times, but I'm not paying you $45 million to walk. Swing the damn bat. Uh, before that against the Dodgers, 0 for 3. Before that against the Dodgers, 1 for 2. Before that, 2 for 4. Not bad. Before that, 0 for 4. Before that, 0 for 3. So for the month of May, when you go all the way back to May 1st, 226. 7 for 28. Two home runs. Four lousy, stinking RBIs, and two of those came in May 1st game against Seattle, which they won 10-5. to So let's see how Boy Wonder of the Baseball World does the month of May. 226. When the team needs them the most, when the team is trying to figure out whether they're going to be uh, contenders or pretenders or just stink, as they are sitting in last place, I mean, this is this has got Mike Trout written all over. This is why I rag on Mike Trout. They are begging for this guy to stand up and be the man and earn his paycheck, and we'll see. So for now, three for sixteen, hitting uh, basically his weight in the month of May. We'll see. We'll, we'll progress along. We, we follow little things, and that is Mike Trout. If, if I'm on Fanduel, and I know they do, they got everything. And they have, whether Mike Trout will get a hit or an RBI or a home run, I am pounding the no, 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 no. We may have to start a baseball prop. You know, we got football, we got the basketball props, we got hockey props. We may have to go baseball prop as well. Well, maybe we'll start that tomorrow. Or maybe we'll do it today. I'll, I'll see if I have time to top of the hour to see if we can find a, a Mike Trout, anti-Mike Trout prop. Because... Uh, it's the same mo every single year with him. Boy, it's just it's amazing. It is just amazing. Uh, back to the NBA just for a quick second. I mentioned uh, the Knicks take on the Lakers later on tonight. Uh, LeBron James might play tonight, so we'll see. Now he's supposed to, but we've heard that before. Supposed to doesn't mean he definitely will. He practiced. Uh, apparently without any limitations yesterday, which would make you think he'd be okay for today, but you never know. Uh, you know, his ankle may balloon up, you know, you, you know overnight, so that, that all could occur. But it's a big game for the Lakers. I would think he would be in there, but you just, uh, you know, you never know. Point spread right now is five and a half. I'm guessing once it's announced that LeBron is playing, if he does, that would shoot up to seven, seven and a half, eight. Maybe even eight and a half. You know, consider the Knicks were seven, seven and a half point dog at Phoenix. I would think there would be at least that for this game. So uh, you want to take the risk, you you put it in now and grab it at five and a half. Because once the official announcement is made, that will go up. I if, I would think at least a point, if not two or three. So, all right, we'll close that hour number one next. Opposite picks on a Tuesday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the SportsGrid Radio Network. 
All right, which guy is the biggest slime of his sports? Alex Royd Rodriguez, Bob Baffert horse racing, Tim Donahue, NBA ref, or the proverbial other so far? Uh, we got uh, Alex Royd Rodriguez, 51.5% of the vote. Uh, Donahue, the, the ref, 33%. Baffert, just over 15%. So far, no others. I'm surprised. I expected a bunch of O.J. Simpsons. Uh, someone mentioned on, uh, on our um, – YouTube page, uh, Lance Armstrong, that's a pretty good one. I forgot about that. There, there's a few that you could certainly put up there. I mean, we only got four spots, and I want to keep one for others, so, uh, but not bad. Also, Ken, on uh, on our YouTube page, wanted, I mentioned this yesterday, and I, I failed to uh, answer my own question before a break. I do that from time to time, get a little airheaded. I, you know, I told uh, you guys I, I brought myself uh, or my wife something for Mother's Day, and uh, it started with the letter G, and uh, I bought her a nice, beautiful garbage pail. Yep, uh, the one that you put outside, you know, not not an indoor one, not a bathroom one, not a personal one for a dad. No, just a beautiful black with a lid and everything garbage pail. I mean, nothing says I love you like a nice garbage pail for Mother's Day. <laughs> yep, uh, that got me a little action. Absolutely, right? Yeah. Uh, action of being thrown out of the house. But it's, you know what, after you've been married for so long, you become practical. After 20 years of marriage, it's practical. What does the house need? What do I need? Use that as a present. It's as simple as that. Who needs flowers when you can give a garbage pail? I mean, nothing says love like a garbage pail. Please. I mean, you want to get some action, you single guys? You bring your girlfriend a garbage pail. You'd be surprised. All right. Uh, one hour in the books, one to go. We got our opposite picks next hour. We got all the trends. We got a full slate of baseball, unlike yesterday. We got uh, some key NBA games later on tonight. Just two NHL games, but I actually have an angle on one of them, which I think is pretty good. We got our opposite picks, and we'll uh, check out all the bets that we made uh, that we normally make with our bet on and bet against. All that's coming up, hour number two on an opposite picks, Tuesday morning right here on uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, channel 204.